there are people that tune in from uh, from the Northwest. There are people that t- tune in from Minnesota at times, um, from all over, from California. I, want, I think JD might be on. Say hello to JD if he's on. Let's see. JD and his wife, his family. Um, but uh, so this morning, I want to continue to talk a little bit about that. And I want to read a, a scripture to you. Uh, let's just get it up on the on the board there. Media, I need you to just put that scripture up there if you would, please. Let's just read First John, um, and then uh, and then we'll read this together. Okay, you ready? Verse twenty-seven. As for you, the anointing you receive from Him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as His anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit. Just as it has taught you, remain in Him. How many think that's a good word right there? Come on, would you just seal it with praise? Give God one more shout of praise. I want to talk to you about the anointing and how one of the understandings of who we are as anointed people of God sets us free from fear. Um, How many know that fear, anxiety, worry is not from God? Last week we talked about how sometimes we forget what spirit we are of. And when we receive the spirit of adoption, we get delivered from the bondage of fear. And we cry out, Abba, Father, as it says in Romans chapter 8. And, uh, and we talked a little bit about that last week. But today I want to I talk to you about this concept of the anointing teaching you. Now, now, when we read this verse, it does not mean that we shouldn't have teachers. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't have people because the Bible in other places says that God anoints teachers. Amen? Do you need me to quote those verses to you? I can if you'd like. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. One of the gifts that Jesus gives to the church is a teacher. How many teachers do we have in the room? Raise your hand. Come on. You're a gift to the body of Christ. Raise your hand again real high so we can see it. Teachers. And you might teach in the school district. You're a teacher. It's who you are. You might teach Bible study. You're a teacher. You know God's anointing for that. So now this verse, now listen, uh, the Apostle John is writing to the church in Asia Minor, who's, they've been heavily influenced by Gnosticism, that denied that Jesus was God incarnate, that Jesus came in the flesh. I'm not going to get too in-depth into that. We are going to be planning a series on, uh, on Gnosticism, and we're going to talk about Gnostic uh, influence on the church today. It's going to be really, really good. So get excited about that. Um, there's a lot of charismatic Gnosticism that goes on and and we've got to expose it. And that's going to be fun. How many are excited about that? So, uh, and I think Rob's going to help me with that. We're going to tag team on one of the messages. That'll be fun, huh? You guys don't think that'll be fun? I'm seeing if you approve. Okay. Praise God. We're going to do a congregational vote, but I decided to just do it like that. So, I'm not going to talk too much about Gnosticism, but I want you to understand the Apostle John, his heart is a heart of love. Um, He's the one who, you know, you read in in the Gospel of John that he laid his head upon the heart of Jesus. He wrote of himself as the one whom Jesus loved. Don't you love that? Like, oh yeah, I'm the one that Jesus loves. I think because he chose to stay close enough to actually hear the rhythm of his heartbeat. And when you know the rhythm of his heartbeat, you feel like you're God's favorite. Amen. You better wake up on me or I'm going to preach long. I'm warning you. 
the more amens, the quicker I roll. And I do more rabbit trails when you don't shout at me back. So I want to talk to you about this verse because, it, it, now listen, the apostle's not saying we don't need any teachers. He's, he's talking about something specific here. Now the anointing, the anointing, what is the anointing of the Holy Spirit? The anointing of God. What is the anointing? It is a manifestation, a grace from God, an empowerment for God, uh, a, a, a unique expression of the anointed one, Jesus. Amen. The anointed one, Jesus. Now, how many know that Jesus' last name is not Christ? It's, a, it's, it's who he is. He's Jesus, the anointed one. And now the Bible says that the anointing abides within and that we have an anointing. But what is this concept of the anointing teaching us? How does the anointing teach us? Now, I know that the Holy Spirit teaches us. The Holy Spirit John 14, we read it in John 15. He is the spirit of truth. Come on, somebody. The spirit of truth. He guides us in all truth. That's another thing. You can be free from uh, the fear of being wrong by knowing that the Holy Spirit will always lead you into truth. So never be afraid of being wrong. And never be afraid of rethinking because, in essence, that means you're afraid to repent. Repentance means to rethink. And it's okay to rethink things, especially things that suck. We should be rethinking the things that don't work well. Amen. Like church models, like uh, things that aren't bearing fruit. Hello? If it's not bearing fruit, lay the axe to the root. And, And when we rethink, we say, wait a minute, this isn't working. So now the Holy Spirit helps us with all those things. He sets us free. From, now, what, what is the, one of the things that the Holy Spirit helps us is the anointing teaches us who we are. You're supposed to be like, oh, man, that's a good word right there. Just go with it. Just go with it. The anointing teaches you different ways to think, and the anointing changes your heart. Because you realize that you're joined with the anointed one, that you are in him in Christ, the anointed one, and Christ, the anointed one, is in you. Amen. That you're just like him. And that he has anointed you for something specific. Look at the person next to you say, you are anointed. Now earlier when I said, hey, let's st- have all the ministers stand up, everyone should have stood up. Every person in the room should have stood up. You're anointed by God for something specific. And your anointing is not the same as the person next to you. Because God likes to flow through you and he comes out in your flavor. How many have ever been to 7-Eleven before and you get a Slurpee? Come on, somebody. (laughs) And you get one of those straws that are like sour straws. My wife on the front row, it's like, come on, somebody. My wife used to take the pickles that you get there and dip them in Kool-Aid. Did anyone else do that growing up? My wife is from the hood, <laughs> dipping pickles in Kool-Aid. They do that back east? Glenda's like, that's nasty. Glenda said, that's nasty. So my wife, and some of you have maybe done this, you get a Slurpee, and you don't just get a regular straw, you get one of the sour straws, just a, a little more tart for you, right? How's my tart face? <laughs> 
You know that you love to put lemon in your child's mouth when they're really little. Every parent does it. I have videos of all of my kids. I think probably all of them. I'd have to go back to the first one when there was still like a VHS size tape recorder. Now she's not that old. So they have these sour straws that you put in the Slurpees. Not just a regular straw, a sour straw. Now how many know the Slurpee comes out a little different flavor, right? Well, see, when God flows through you, he likes to come out in your flavor. It might be a little sour sometimes, but the sweetness still comes out. That doesn't mean you're sour. Well, sometimes you are, but it just means he likes to come out in our flavor because that's the way he created us. He gets glory when you shine in who God made you. And and sometimes fear grips us and hinders us from who we really are in Christ. And the anointing teaches us who we really are. The anointing teaches us and he changes the way we think. We think differently. Like no longer do I think that God is mad at me because the anointing has taught me. No longer do I think that that God somehow is going to just take all my gifts away if I make one little mistake and I forget to pray long enough. He changes the way I think. He changes the way I think about him. I don't think that he's up there like this egotistical Zeus God with a lightning bolt, worship me or die. He's a loving Papa and he's self-giving and he is not self-centered, but he gives of himself. He's other-centeredness. He loves to pour out his love. He ravishes and lavish. He's ravished over me and lavishes his love on me. He pours it out abundantly. That's who God is. So my thoughts have changed. The anointing teaches. The anointing changes our heart. The anointing changes. Something happens when the flow of oil, the flow of the Holy Spirit moves and we're open to what he's doing in our lives. Our heart changes. Things happen. We learn who we really are. And what happens is we get set free from all fear and anxiety. The anointing teaches us. We learn who we are. We learn, I'm anointed. We learn 2 Peter uh, 1, 3 and 4. It says, His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who has called us by His own glory and virtue and through which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these we may be partakers of the divine nature. Come on, somebody. And it says that we've escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. We've escaped the corruption. Why? Because we partake of the divine nature. You partake of the divine nature. You're anointed. You're not the anointed one, but you're an anointed one. Hello? And you look just like him. And you're his son. You're his daughter. You're not just a servant. You're made in his image and likeness. So when people look at you, they should see Jesus. And when you know who you are and you're free from fear, a confidence rises up on the inside of you. Now listen, I could just go on to an identity message and we could talk about revival right now because revival isn't hard when you know who you are. See, when you know that rivers of living water flow through you and all you have to do is just open the spout. Now, God wants to bring revival way more than you could imagine. And we have some gatherings that are like fasting and striving and praying for revival. And, and they're still quoting 2 
Chronicles 7, 14, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face and pray. Now, I believe that that, that scripture is useful, but it's not helpful for the new covenant. Hello? Now, do I believe to a degree our, our repentance can measure the spirit of rival? Yes, but not repentance like we're, we're so concerned with sin that we're like, oh man, that's the reason there isn't revival. The reason there isn't revival is because you're so concerned with sin. And if you are more aware of, of your oneness with God and your intimacy with God and you knew who you were, revival would flood out of you like rivers of living water. Amen. I'm preaching way better than you're responding. Like I said, I'm going to go longer if you don't shout. I warned you twice. Third time, it's just going to happen. Give you one more strike. The anointing teaches us who we are. The anointing from God. The anointing changes the way we think. The anointing, the, the revelation of who God is, the very nature of Jesus. When, when, when the oil smears on me, when I'm worshiping and, and all of a sudden, I mean, there's been moments where I remember this moment driving and I saw Jesus anointing me in heaven when I was 17 years old. I'm driving. I had to pull over because I got so jacked up in the Holy Spirit. And every once in a while, I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do? And God's like, you remember that time I saw you? It hasn't changed. Remember that time I showed you that I anointed? The smearing of heaven, the oil of God, he changes the way. Now, I want to talk about, about fear real quick. Now, let's, let me talk about this. My kids um, don't have that much fear. It's just the way they are. It's just who they are. Now, not all children are like that. And, and my kids weren't always like that. As a matter of fact, my firstborn, Sarah... When she was afraid of things, you know, um, and she's still afraid of things. Like if you turn the light out, she'll start crying. No, I'm just kidding. She's 15. I'm just, she's like, what are you talking about? Uh, my kids don't have much fear. But now when Sarah was really little, she was afraid of things. And so now this is not the right way to do it. But I took it upon myself to say, okay, then maybe I can get rid of the fear by scaring the fear out of her. I really did this. And it didn't work. So one time, I put a wig on. I don't know where we got this wig, but it was like this long, dark hair wig. And I put it in front of my face. And I put a trench coat on. And I squatted down like I was a short, little, midget, weird girl. And This was years ago. Forgive me, okay? I, I have, this was literally like 14, 15, like 13 years ago. It was when you weren't even saved yet, so <laughs> praise God. No, I'm just joking. And I squatted down like that, and I was like, hello. <laughs> and I'm thinking that maybe she'll stop being afraid of things and thinking there's a monster in the closet. But I still remember the poor little face that she made and the terror that struck her in that moment that I thought I could scare the fear right out of her. Scaring fear... Does, it, scaring people does not remove fear. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Loving people removes fear. Now, and, it, and I remember, you know, Sarah's like <laughs> crying, you know, and, and Rochelle's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, I'm just so they're not afraid anymore. And then I would like take the wig off. It's daddy. <laughs> and she's, no wonder she didn't like me for like three years. <laughs> Come to daddy. I want mama, you know, for a while. But now she's daddy's girl. Now, now, the, and that, 
that happened with a couple of my kids, you know, and, I, and we're, we're not like super, you know, uh, what's the right word, legalistic when it comes to, or we don't, you know, we're not overly concerned about our kids watching a movie like Lord of the Rings or something like, oh, the orgs. And, and our children, they, they're just not afraid. I, I can't explain it. I can just tell you they're just not afraid of things. Um, and, and when they would go through things, we taught them that they had authority in God. We taught them that they're loved and there is no monster in the closet. And if they thought in, there was some imagination of a demonic figure of a monster, that they had authority over the demons. And they could laugh at the devil. And we taught them those things. But now my, my, uh, my youngest daughter, Layla, Layla Sophia Wexler. How many love Layla? Isn't she awesome? Now listen... None of this has to do with my message. I just love my kids so much, I think of a way to put it through the message so I can brag about them. No, it really does. Now, Layla is not afraid of anything. She's literally not. We call her Layla Brave. Layla Brave. She has red hair and blue eyes like the movie Brave, too. But she is literally fearless. I've tried to scare her. It doesn't work. If I got the wig out and the trench coat, she'd go, ha, ha, da, da, funny. She would. She would, wouldn't she? I remember turning the lights out and going upstairs, and I'm like, ah, and it's real dark, and Layla's on the steps, and I wait a second, and then I hear, ah, and she like, <laughs> like, this girl's not afraid of anything. We go out behind our house, and, uh, and there, we have all this grass. It used to be a golf course. It's, just, it's like a, a you know, big grassy field with lilies and we just tiptoe through them sometimes the tulips but so we we went back there at night one time and uh and Layla literally just runs off in the pitch black and sometimes there's coyotes out there we're like Layla we're turning on our phone flashlights which really aren't that great when you're out in the middle of a big grassy field how many were out there in that moment? Do you remember? We had some friends over. Do you remember Layla just took off in the... Now, that's not normal for a two-year-old. Two How many know what I'm talking about? This girl doesn't have fear. Now, I want to show you real quick a video that I took of her. Of I want, you to, I want you to know who she really is because that's why she's not afraid. is because she knows who she really is. Go ahead and just put that video up real quick. This is awesome. Start it over with some volume. Yes. What do you want? Yes. Pretty dress. Every day. Yes. Every day you want pretty dress, huh? Why do you want pretty dress? this. Yeah, that one? You like that one? <gasps> so pretty. <gasps> Love you. So pretty. Love you, sweetie. Isn't she amazing? That little girl steals my heart every time. That's who she is right there. Now, why she's like that is obviously because of who her mom is. Right? Get your nails done. See, we have this saying in our house. Everyone knows who the Kardashians are, right? The Kardashians. Oh, my gosh. They're so awesome and so cute and perfect. And I watch the show Kardashians. So I have this saying that I made up, and it kind of has gone around, that Rochelle says, if the Kardashians don't do it, I don't do it. <laughs> like, she's just this bougie girl that's so cute and pretty all the time. 
Come on, somebody. I got a hot wife. Yeah, glory. But the reason that Layla is always, I want pity Jess. I want pity Jess. Because she knows she's a beautiful little girl. So she doesn't have time for fear because she's in an environment of love and peace and her heart is protected from all the lies that bring anxiety and fear. And so she knows who she is and she don't have no time for any of that stuff. And so the anointing, the nature of Jesus, the oil of heaven, the partaking of the divine nature teaches you who you really are. And then you say, I don't got time for fear. Because when you know who you really are, you come alive and you walk with God freely and you don't, you're not afraid anymore. You're courageous. You're bold. You agree with God, what God says about you. And let me tell you something. When you agree with the word of God, you're infused with unlimitless courage and life. Because you're already one with the word Jesus. So when you come under that reality, something is infused inside of you and you have no time for fear or anxiety or any of that stuff because the anointing teaches you. The anointing teaches you the nature of Jesus. It's who he is and he breathes into us and, and, and he smears his oil. up. See, the anointing changes our nature. How many remember the stories in the Old Testament? Saul... The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And what does it say? He was turned into another man. See, the anointing changes your heart. It changes you. Something happens on the inside. It changes the way you think. No longer are you worried about disappointing God, but you have a sense of I'm pleasing to God because of what Jesus has done. And he loves me and values me. And therefore, you live out the reality of your sonship instead of living under the curse of sin and death where you're afraid and there's guilt and there's condemnation. Listen, it's part of the curse of sin, fear and death reigning. What is the ultimate fear? It's the fear of death. Think about it. Let it just settle inside of you for a minute. The ultimate fear is the fear of death, isn't it? But we don't have to be afraid because Jesus is alive. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Now, that's a whole other message, but I just want you, to, I want you to get this, that my little girl, Layla, is not afraid because she knows who she is. As a matter of fact, we are cultivating who she is, and we have a nickname for her, Layla Brave. Like, she is just brave. She is just courageous. And when you realize who you are in God, courage rises up on the inside of you and you begin to walk in your anointing, not the person next to you because you're not comparing yourself anymore. I want you to flip over real quick. I want, now there's a a few of the verses I had in mind, but let's just go to first John chapter four. You're going to have to go to the bottom. I want to read verse. Let's start reading at, just go ahead and put up the first verse in 1 John 4 that we got, and we'll go down the line. Let's, we're, are we ready to close with this? Come on, somebody. Y'all enjoying this? Check it out. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Wow, that is so powerful. Do you see the connection with loving one another? And that's a big deal, man. We, loving one another, we've never seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. Like the apostle saying, that's a sign that God is in your midst, is by the way you love one another. All right, let's go to the next verse. This is how we know that we live in him and he is in us. He has given us of his spirit. That means you're anointed. He said it in chapter two, the anointing abides within. He has smeared you with the oil of heaven. 
you have an anointing from the Holy One. And guess what? The anointing that God put on you is for your assignment, not the person next to you. And a fresh anointing is not a new assignment. It's the same assignment with greater passion and clarity. Come on. So many times we think of a greater anointing or an increased anointing is a new assignment. No, Jesus said in Matthew 25, 29, to him who has, more will be given. In other words, if you own what you got, then abundance will come. But don't expect the more if you don't own what you have. Okay, that's another message. Let's keep reading. It says that he has given us his spirit. Verse 14, and we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Verse 15, and if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. Last couple verses here. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Wow, just just stop on that sentence right there. So we know and rely on the love God has for us. Just leave it up right there. God is not mad at you. You don't have to be afraid of him. He's not a mean deity. He's a loving papa. Amen. See, there's a lot of fear in our theology. There's a lot of fear in our ideology. There's a lot of fear in the way we think, but the anointing changes the way we think. The anointing changes our heart. The anointing causes us to see differently. You see, what happens when God reveals his heart to us, our heart starts beating like his. And when that happens, we see things differently. And when we see things differently, we go out and do things differently. And we rely on the love that God has. We know and we rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Verse 17, we've got two more verses. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. Say that with me. Say there's no fear in love. There is no fear in love. When you're in love, there's no fear. There's no fear when you're in love. When you know that you're one with the anointed one, then you walk as an anointed one. Because you partake of his nature and it changes you. It changes the way you think. It changes your heart. It says there's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. The one who fears has not been made perfect in love. I have something I just want to read to you out of this book in closing. This is so powerful. You know what? I'm going to save it for next week. I can't, we got to, we got to, I'm going to stick to what I said. I want you to, uh, I want you to stand up with me. Would you please come on? Let's stand up. We could have uh, V if you could come back up and jump on the keys. We're going to close in just a moment, but I want, I want to just speak a baptism of love over your life. And I want, I want to release that, fresh oil and that reality that you are anointed for what you have been created to do and that you don't, you don't need to compare yourself to anyone else. You don't need to worry. Is God pleased with you? Is he mad at you? Because you know and rely on the love of God. I want our prayer team right now to just begin to pray and intercede. Would you close your eyes? I want you to close your eyes and just begin to receive what the Lord is doing in this moment. Father, we thank you for your love. Father, we thank you for your love. Come on, intercessors, I need you right now. Just begin to pray, just declare freedom. Just declare freedom. 
I think some churchianity tries to scare fear out of people, but it doesn't work. But when we are cultivated in an environment of love and peace and we know who we are, like little Layla, she knows who she is. She's a beautiful little girl, just like her mama. Her mom's a beautiful woman and she's learning to be like her mama. She has, she knows who she is. There's a verse in, uh, in Ephesians 5, verse 1. It says, be imitators of God as dearly beloved children. And there's like this interesting concept of that verse that it's, it's almost like this, that you can't imitate God unless you know you're dearly loved. But when you know you're dearly loved, you begin to walk out just like God. Isn't that good? When you know that you're dearly loved, you imitate Papa. You imitate your dad. You imitate, you imitate God. So I want you to right now just release, just release any fear, any anxiety, any worry. If you feel like you're, you've been carrying fear, if you, you know, like maybe even in your thought life, see the anointing wants to change your thoughts. He wants to teach you. The anointing will teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you. I want, I want to, in just a moment, open up the altars and we're going to pray and we're going to just release this over those that want it. And if, and if you want to be dismissed in just a moment, you, you can be dismissed. But I want as one heart and one voice, let's lift our hands to heaven. Come on, close your eyes and just say this with me. Say, Father in heaven, I thank you that I'm loved. And it's in that love that no fear can abide. Fear must go because I'm in love. And I know who I am. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. We're children of God. We're children of God. And I look just like you. Thank you for setting me free from all fear. In Jesus' name. Now, I want you to just thank him for it right now. Come on, lift your hands and thank him. I want you to pray out in the Holy Spirit right now and thank God, receive it. I want you to receive it in your life. Come on. I just release right now the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. I release the oil of heaven. Right now, I command the spirit of fear and every spirit of torment. Go from God's people right now in Jesus' name. I release the fire of his love. I release the fire of his love. And I say everything is going to be okay. Just sit in daddy's lap like a little child. Just know that who you are. Know that you're loved. Know that you're in a safe environment. And right now in the name of Jesus, I release a baptism of love and fire over your life. I want you to put your hand on the person next to you right now and just say that. Say, I release a baptism of love and fire over your life. I release a baptism of love and a fire over your life. Come on, pray in the Holy Spirit. Minister to them right now. They may be your spouse. They may be a brother or sister. Come on, take a moment and say, I release fresh fire over you. You'll never, you'll never be the same. The anointing is teaching you. The anointing abides within you. The nature of Jesus. You're smeared with the oil of heaven. 
You're smeared with God. You look just like Jesus. Therefore, you can be confident. You can rise up and you can do what you were created to you. You can do what you're created to do, pastors and teachers and evangelists and apostles and prophets. You can do what you were created to do, you women of God, you men of God. Intercessors, you can do what you were created to do because fear will not hold you back anymore. Fear will not hinder you anymore because you know who you are. Identity right now. I speak fire. Right now I speak fire. I speak the love of God to your identity. Be baptized with the love of God right now. Be baptized with the love of God right now. In the name of Jesus. How many just say, yeah, I just receive it. Lord, thank you for that. Yeah. Glory to God. Now I want, I want to do this. I want you to close your eyes. If you, if you just want to take all God has for you and soak this up, this moment. I feel like there's people that have been afraid of their calls. I feel like the Holy Spirit just dropped into my heart that, that you've been afraid of saying yes to your call. Maybe you need to come up here and pray. Can we have our prayer team come right now? And I want you to just face the congregation prayer team. And I want you to begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's have our prayer team just pray in the Holy Spirit right now. And, I, and we're going to dismiss you in just a moment. Again, if it's your first time, stop by our connect table so we can just love on you, give you a gift, bless you. Our prayer team wants to just pray over you and release the oil of God's love. Come on. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say that with me. Say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So if you're in this place, I want you to close your eyes. Would you, not the prayer team, but everyone else, just close your eyes. And I want to ask you, if you need prayer for this, you, some of you, you, you've been acting like a real strong Christian, but you've struggled with the shackles of fear. God wants to break it off of your life. If you need someone to just pray for you and agree with you, I want you, if you're in this place and you just need a touch from heaven, whatever the need is, I want you right now with your eyes closed, quickly raise your hand. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I need that. God is ministering to my heart right now. There's hands going up all over. Come on, lift your hand. Say, that's me. Pray for me. I need a touch. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I need fear broken over my life. If you raise your hand, I want you to come right up front here. And as they come, I want you to give God a shout of praise. Come on. I want you to dim the house lights too as they come. Come on. Just stay in an attitude of prayer. I want you to come. Come on, bless God. Come and receive freedom. Come and let us pray for you. Come and let us just baptize you in the love of God. Fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. I want ushers, a couple to come quickly. Be aware of what's going on got to have our ministers of the flow always be ready always be ready always be ready to be sensitive to the holy spirit thank you lord thank you lord that's it come on we minister the love of god to you right now we minister freedom to you right now thank you lord thank you lord you don't have to be afraid anymore we break fear off of you right now we break fear off of you right now in the name of jesus We declare strength. 
We declare courage. We declare life right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone else that needs prayer? Quickly, just come. We want to minister to you. We want to pray over you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So in a moment, I'm going to dismiss you. I want to bless you and pray over you. And if there's anyone else's, as you're dismissed, you can come, receive prayer. You can come and just take some time and worship and take some time and just soak. Soak the love of God in. Therapy. Just let the Lord love on you. Thank you, Lord. Father, I bless your people right now. Thank you for what you're doing in our church. Come on. Are you grateful for what God is doing in our midst? Give him a shout. Give him a shout of praise. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So I bless you right now. Would you go love someone before you go? And if you need prayer, come. You are dismissed. God bless you.